And we talked about that. When you pour more marketing into, into uh, your business, you got to have some balls because you got to do it when you're really not ready to do it. You got to do it without really knowing what's going to work. And it can cost you some money. Again, the adage, 50% of your marketing isn't working. Your goal is to find out which 50%. Welcome to the Small Business Safari, where I help guide you to avoid those traps, pitfalls, and dangers that lurk when navigating the wild world of small business ownership. I'll share those gold nuggets of information and invite guests to help accelerate your ascent to that mountaintop of success. It's a jungle out there, and I want to help you traverse through the levels of owning your own business that can get you bogged down and distract you from hitting your own personal and professional goals. So strap in, Adventure Team, and let's take a ride through the safari and get you to the mountaintop. Hey everybody, it's Chris again, and I want to talk a little bit more about as you grow your company, you have to scale, and scaling highlights constraints, and constraints keep you from reaching the ultimate goals that we're all looking to get to. We talked about in this week's episode, the fish in the fishbowl, and the analogy that Alan brought up was the fish can only get as big as the fishbowl and the environment that it lives in. And it's a really, the theory is of constraints, and if you want to increase your fishbowl, you have to increase your capacity, your throughput, or whatever it may be. So for example, if you don't have enough leads, your constraint is I don't have enough leads. So you got to go out there, pour more money into marketing. And we talked about that. When you pour more marketing into into, uh, your business, you got to have some balls because you got to do it when you're really not ready to do it. You got to do it without really knowing what's going to work. And it can cost you some money. Again, the adage, 50% of your marketing isn't working. Your goal is to find out which 50%. That's one of them. But constraints begin with scaling and scaling in the home services business means you have to add people. You have to have good processes and ultimately the technology has to, has to make it happen for you. But people drive your scalability. So when you're going out there and looking at things, we want to make sure that after that first year, second year, you're looking at what your goals are, where you're going with leads and how you're going to convert those leads. And then eventually, how are you going to fulfill on those leads? You're going to need people. So how long does it take you to hire people? I always looked at things in terms of a best case, a worst case, an expected case. Let's go ahead and thank one of our sponsors. Are you in the home service business and train your employees to represent your company in the right way and they're taking care of customers? Are they providing a 110% customer experience? If you aren't getting those rave reviews that you expect or those repeat customers that you crave, then you need to get the homeserviceinstitute.com training program. These training programs talk the language of your technician and help them figure out how to align your goals with their wants. Go ahead and check out the homeserviceinstitute.com and all of their training modules, and they will turn your employees into 110% customer experience providers. That's the homeserviceinstitute.com. And now let's get back to listen to what the guys have to say. So for example, in my best case, I projected that we would get up to 8,000 leads in one year. And when I started to get up around those 8,000 leads in one year, I was hitting my best case. I started to realize I needed to hire more people. I needed to go work on some processes because I couldn't see everything that was going on. My span of control took off. So I had to bring in an operations manager and ultimately I had to bring in a scheduler because I needed help because help is where it's going to get you there. On your worst case, well, I wasn't going to get the leads I expected to get in. Well, you just have to cut your way down. Nobody cuts their way to prosperity, but you do have to cut at times if you don't hit where you're going. As we moved on with constraints and talking about best case, worst case, and expected case, we started talking about should you use a business coach or not? 
and when to coach and when not to coach. The big question there is finding the right person and finding that right person often comes from your network because from your network brings your net worth. We'll talk about that later. But when you think about your your business coach, is he in the right industry? And I thought about it and I actually used a business coach because I had scaled to a point where I had a sales process that worked for me, but didn't work for my sales team. And I had to figure out a better way to promote my sales process to them. And that's when I realized I needed a business coach, somebody who was smarter than me that I could pay that would bring on the expertise that knew my industry, but also knew my process and then could ultimately help me implement a new process. So as I implemented with my business coach, I was able to put a 10-step sales process in at the Trusted Toolbox and help me move along. Now, we talked a lot about people. And now, I just brought up a little bit about process. The last thing is technology. Technology is an enabler. I talked about a phone system and a system that I used when I first started that I outgrew. I was actually able to buy something off the shelf that worked for me invest as little as possible in technology, but that technology has got to support the people in the process you have. And sometimes at some point, you're going to have to grow up and get involved. Today, I use Vonigo. Today, I use a voice over IP system called Host My Calls. Today, I use an American Express card to allow my guys to make purchases in the field and not worry about me. And today, I have a gas card to help me ensure that the gas that's being purchased is for our vehicles. So I've had all these controls and processes in place, and the technology has helped enable me to scale my business to this level. So I hope this helped you. I hope you go listen to that podcast and go out there and make it a great day, Adventure Team. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Small Business Safari. Remember, your positive attitude will help you achieve that higher altitude you're looking for in the wild world of small business ownership. And until next time, make it a great day, Adventure